Welcome to South Haven Business Beat. This is our special election edition. We talk to the candidates about the issues important to you and your business. We would like to thank the following sponsor, Pure Focus Media. Have an event coming up? Let us capture all the moments that will create memories that will last a lifetime with our professional photographer and videographer. Also announcing our new digital selfie photo booth. Book with us today. And now here's your host, Robbie Yates. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to South Haven Business Beats. I'm your host, Robbie Yates, and I'm here with an exceptional guest running for Senate 2. We have Pam McKelvey Hamner. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Robbie. And um, I like the way you made me feel very welcome. And we're going to ask about Debbie letting me keep that mug. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the fact that you're even taking one the initiative to go for Senate too, mm-hmm. and just do that because a lot of people want to make a change, want to make a difference, mm-hmm. and you're taking on that um, bold task right. and of running. And I'm just curious, like, what was the like some pressing issues that you're wanting to seek when you're in the office? Like, what's something? It could be one, could be two or three. Like, what do you right. think that you want to tackle? Right. You know, if elected. Well, I did develop myself a platform when I decided mm-hmm. to run for Senate too because. Um, you know, this is October, and this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm wearing blue because I'm a Democrat, of course. Okay. But I am, in my heart, bleeding pink because I am 10 years cancer-free. Oh, okay? congratulations. Yeah. On, uh, I think my actual date for surgery was December the 19th. So on December the 19th, it would have been 11 years that cancer has been removed from my body. And then I went through chemo, right? Mm. And now I had, I wasn't working at that time because I had stopped working in television news then. Mm-hmm. But I had health insurance because my husband worked for the hospital, worked for the hospital Methodist. Yeah. And so even with that, there were some limitations on it. But mm-hmm. I had health insurance, right? And yeah. access to good medical care. But there are 300,000 Mississippians who are working poor. It's not like they're asking for a handout. Mm-hmm. They're working poor, poor people who can't afford the premiums mm. of private insurance. Okay. And our current uh, administration does not believe that they deserve the right to have affordable health care because of their political reasons. Mm. Okay. Now, when we changed the flag in the state of Mississippi, Bill Bryant was then the governor. Mm-hmm. He said, it must say, in God we trust, right? And we profess Christianity all the time. Mm-hmm. But how do we disenfranchise the working poor and turn them away? That's Yet we still proclaim that we're Christian. And this is money that's earmarked for them. Yeah. Expanding Medicaid. That's my whole, that's the biggest part of my platform. Okay. Expand Medicaid. Yep. Drop the grocery tax, which is another thing, which is an attack on poor people. Mm-hmm. And Mississippi, you know, is one of only 10 states. We're, it's 11 of us. So we're, we're, we make 11 states mm-hmm. that still tax food, right? And we are the poorest state. And we have the highest tax on food. I think it's seven and a quarter wow. on food. Okay. So poor people who are already carrying the lion's share, because mm-hmm. we all paying into this. If you working, yeah. you paying into the system. Any old entitlement thing, mm-hmm. okay? You paying yeah. into that. Yeah, exactly. So these poor people, then they get taxed. They, they don't make the wages they're supposed to make, right? Because mm-hmm. we already know the Mississippi. We don't want to even go there. Okay. So my reasonings for getting into the Senate is because the Senate is where the laws are made. These are the people who are going to dictate the policies, whether you like politics or not. Mm-hmm. They affect you. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. If Baptist, if, if these hospitals start closing in Mississippi, think about that. Yeah. Now I went to Memphis for my care because mm-hmm. that's what my insurance afforded me. But people at one time, the uh, med sued Mississippi because we were sending our Medicaid people to the trauma center. We would, cause they would, we wouldn't give them help. We wouldn't qualify them for this federal money. Yeah. It's earmarked for them. Okay. And you know, right now, it's a bunch of federal money to the tune of every time I look, the number gets higher. Last time I checked, the Department of Justice was saying that they're looking into the TANF welfare money. And you know they're gonna make Brett the latest news is they're gonna make Brett Farr testify. And they okay. wanna hold his they wanna hold his testimony for 30 days before it's made public. Hmm. What kind of transparency in government is that? You know, we already know the money's been stolen. And now they say the number's something like 122 million. Wow. Wow. My personal belief is, because I'm a journalist, I remember when, in 1992, Bill Clinton passed the federal legislation about welfare and how the money went, and southern states, uh, I want to say that either Haley Barb or Kirk, Kirk Fordyce was the governor then. Mm-hmm. They were very pissed because they didn't want the federal government dictating to them what they did with the money earmarked for poor people. And that's why Tate Reeves won't expand Medicare, and I think that's heresy. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, I commend you for that, for taking on, you know, on that fight and that role. And, and again, congratulations. And I commend you for, you know, cancer-free. That's phenomenal. Um, so with that and then the role for Medicare, like, what would you say, like, is that your primary role? And then to for... To me, right now? Yep. Okay, so I've been following Senate Democrats for about... Mm, I've been following them for about four years. Yeah. They have legislation already drawn up to expand Medicaid. Okay. But Tate Reeves has already said he would veto it. And a lot of bills die in committee. That's the politics part. Because such and such got to make a deal with such and such to get something out of this bill. They're not just going to let your bill pass. You have Mm -hmm. to learn how to compromise and work with people. You have to be willing to reach across the aisles. But when you are in dominant power by three-fourths, 75%, they don't have, have, you can do what you want to do. Okay. Because you have the power. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, our legislators, our senators, have not collectively had the power to pass anything that's of meaning to Mississippians. Mm-hmm. You got Tate Reeves and them Republicans out here talking about uh, trans people, about trans people taking positions of, in sports. Mm-hmm. But yet there is not one case in Mississippi. Not one. Mm. Here's the other thing. They passed... McClendon, who was from Senate District 1, passed a CRT bill. In crit- critical race theory is taught at one university in the whole state, and it's only one class. Hmm. And you recently, it was at Ole Miss, at the law school. All right. K through 12 never sees the light of day, but he passed a bill about CRT. Hmm. The performative politics are not advancing Mississippi. We continue to decline in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And healthcare is big for me because when I was sick, when I was not mobile, yeah. when I didn't have the ability to, to want to do things and I couldn't do them, mm-hmm. God can get your attention in a whole bunch of ways, but when, when God sits you down, yep. and then I, how blessed I was and how fortunate my life was have been and how I saw all these things that were wrong being done. Mm-hmm. With, with government money meant for the people. Yep. 
So, because I did not want to run. You know, this is ugly. And I've had <laughs> personal attacks on me. Oh, really? On my kid. Oh, wow. Well. Um, so it sounds like you kind of tapped into a little bit of the, the reason to run. I know what you want to do when you're in office and, you know, and, and I commend you for that. So what was the, like, what was the push, the nudge to be like, hey, I want to run. <laughs> I want to try to make a difference. When, when, when in 2020, when um, the only congressional representation in the state of Mississippi that abided by the Constitution was Roger Wicker, and I commend him for that mm -hmm. because he is a member of the Republican Party, and Benny Thompson. All of our other congressional leaders voted to overturn the election. Mm. To me, that's a dereliction of duty right there. Your pledge is to the Constitution, not to your party. Yep. Okay? And that's wrong. We know it's wrong, but nobody wants to say anything because these are the people in power. Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes, you know, I get beat up. But remember little David, I do. I believe in the word. I do. Yep. I don't, and I don't need a minister to tell me that. Mm -hmm. Your relationships. And I don't say anything against ministers. Sure. But if you have a relationship with God and you read the Bible really and read it, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I've always been a seeker of truth and justice and journalism. That's just, you know, that's a part of what I like to do. Yeah, absolutely. And when you start getting that truth and you start seeing truth and what the world is really like and you don't say anything, I think that to me, when I meet my maker, the Holy Spirit that has comforted me through all of these travails, I want, I'm not necessarily the Holy Spirit got to give me a big old high five. But I want the Holy Spirit, I know the Holy Spirit knows. Yeah. And, and that's just, to me, that's my reward. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter about money. I left my big time TV job, the six figure job, which they literally told me in my exit interview that they thought I would stay for the money. Okay. They thought I would stay for the money. So I would sell out my soul or who I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. for the money. Yeah. Wow. Well, I commend you that for taking the choice and the stand and, and to do what you, know, you feel is right and get out there after it. Um, so that kind of ties into the next thing I was curious about, like what makes you feel like you're the best person, you know, fit for the role to, wow. you know, to get in there? I don't say I'm the best person. I can't say that. I okay, really I respect that. Because yeah. I don't have, Dave Parker has been in office for more than, I think it's about right at 10 or 12 years. Mm -hmm. This will be, I believe, his third or fourth term. And to me, he's been in office long enough to affect some change. Like, he should be saying something for the people of DeSoto County, particularly when it comes to those hospital closings. Because yep. if those hospitals close, where do you think those people are going to go? Mm -hmm. They're going to be flooding our hospital, okay? Yep. They're going to mm -hmm. be flooding Baptist. They're going to be flooding Methodist. And they don't have enough capacity right now either. Mm -hmm. So we get inundated. We're going to have to pick up that burden. And the other thing, Jay Parker passed Senate Bill 2889. Mm -hmm. And that was to usurp the power of the Jackson Water Authority. The federal government just gave them something like $800 million in the whole package to fix the sewer system. I don't want to go into the whole thing about <laughs> Jackson politics and all of that because that's okay. just bore folks. But um, the reality is that we should have, we've had 40 years to get our own sewer waste treatment. We're still sending our stuff to Memphis. And the judge mm -hmm. just said that uh, we got eight years now. He's giving us eight more years, but we're going to have to pay the, the regular rate now. So folks in DeSoto County who have that green little, uh, I call it the little tub man, that's the sewer system. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. When I, I lived here under Greg Davis, <clears throat> and when I was in television news, I used to ride Greg Davis about infrastructure. Hmm. We were grown, but streets at that time, Sweeney didn't go all the way through. 
Church Road was two lanes. Mm. And I used to say, Greg, you know, he was the mayor. I didn't say Greg because I was reporter, I was professional, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I was saying, yeah. Mayor Davis, you know, I've been paying this, this tax for my sewer for six years and I ain't even got it yet. Mm. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It took them about six and a half years when they, because when I moved in my home, it had just been annexed to South Haven. It was still considered DeSoto County. So they had okay. just annexed it. So there was a lot of things like um, building and inspection codes and the property lines and all of that stuff was never really clear. And we were, and initially we had a septic system. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the little green tub that's the now the sewer thing. Okay. But he, there was no plans for it. It was a lot of growth. They just wanted the numbers to get the numbers <laughs> up, to get the numbers up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, to get the numbers up, the people that live here, it's nice for people driving by going to Tanger Outlet, but I can't stand it if it ties it up and I got a raggedy street and I got a, I can't even get a little thoroughway to go through. <laughs> yeah. Finally, they did take uh, Sweeney all the way through and they did finally repair Chulahoma, mm -hmm. but it was the last ones they did. First, they did get well and we had the beautiful Silo Square, which I think is lovely and it's beautiful. Absolutely. But what about the people that live over here on State Line Road, like y'all? Mm -hmm. We just forget about this part of the city because we're going on that part, but then... We still send our, it's a lot yeah. of things to me that we're not looking to the future. We're okay. right now. And that's great. Yeah. But for a city that's our size now, we're the third largest metropolitan area in the state of Mississippi with mm -hmm. DeSoto County. We're the third largest. Okay. Excellent. So yep. we can dominate the state. <laughs> I like it. We can dominate we the could, state. We dominate. Absolutely. We're taking a second to thank our sponsors. Follow up. The Follow App is the long-term solution for networking, instantly connecting you to those frequently missed opportunities to find the right referral partner or new client to grow your business. Be sure to share and subscribe for more business resources. Now back to South Haven Business Beat. So you've touched on it briefly about your, your background in journalism, but what other experience do you have that makes you qualify candidate for it? And, one thing I haven't heard you say here, we kind of talked off air before about what you did prior to um, in Alderman. Can you kind of touch on that and your experience, right, you know, right. bring it into so, it? So here's some of the experience I have. Yeah. Um, following journalism and following the things, I'm also involved, and I can't speak of it limitedly sure. because I am, I've been following redistricting along mm -hmm. with, and redistricting is how you draw the lines for the districts. Like my district, Senate District 2, has 19 precincts. And of those 19 precincts, the voting age population, we pre I should backtrack. Mm -hmm. In 2021, we went to Senatobia, Mississippi, because the legislators, the state legislators of the state, yep. had these meetings about redistricting, right? And over the course of that time, from 2021 until May of 2022, a committee, a group of community people made up of different backgrounds. Um, different religions, faiths, uh, different economic statuses, all that, ethnicities. Yep. And we put together a map that we felt was fair to our community of interest, which you have a right under the Constitution, one man, one vote. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually presented a map to the Board of Supervisors, which they declined. Mm. But they, they never showed us the map that the public had only for six hours. We've been asking them about this map, you know. Mm -hmm. So the redistricting thing is kind of in my heart too because I think that we should all be able to vote. Yep. Your vote should have as much impact as my vote. Your vote is, doesn't become more significant because of a certain zip code 
for, mm-hmm. you know, economic status. Yeah. So if it's going to be fair, one man, one vote, then we and Mississippi, just like Alabama, is in a lawsuit with redistricting. And, you know, the Supreme Court just said that Alabama now is going to have to draw two black districts because Alabama has a state population of like almost 30 percent. Okay. Mississippi has a state population of black people that's almost 40 percent. Okay. We have one congressional district. They just took Benny Thompson's district. And I'm not kidding. It stretches out. Yeah. I, w- I believe it's 150 miles. Oh, wow. Don't quote me on that, but I believe yeah. it's 150 miles. Okay. You kind of touched on different districts, but the district for, you know, what you're, what you're running for, what are the top three issues for, that you see for, I know you said healthcare, right. but like within your so district. To expand Medicaid. Yep. Expanding Medicaid is going to solve a lot of other things. That's too, the number one I felt like for you. That's yeah. the number one Absolutely. for me. It's going to stop the hospital closings. It's yeah. going to bring jobs here. That's going to help our economy. Mm-hmm. That's a, like a win, 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 big win. Mm-hmm. Dropping the grocery tax, right? Mm-hmm. Poor people should not, if the grocery tax is not fair either, because if you say, like Tate Reeves believes in the income tax, right? If you do the income tax, if I make $30,000 and you taxing me and somebody else makes $300,000 and you taxing him, they don't, that's a win for them. That's not mm-hmm. a win for me. Yeah. And then I still got to go pay taxes on food. We all got to buy food. Yep. So it kind of levels it out, you know, like on that dropping the grocery sure. tax. And then funding public education fully. Okay? okay. Yeah. In this county, we are supplementing private schools with federal money. When my child was diagnosed with autism and I was looking out for needing what he needed and I went to several of the private schools and they told me that they get their special needs services from the public schools hmm. so there here are private institutions taken away from public schools funding right hmm. and we know it's not equal from the start if you go into private school your education is likely going to be more exposure mm-hmm. than that of a basic public education Mississippi only recently leveled up and said third graders if you um, here now that we're seeing some success that if you don't pass third grade, you can't pass. We were just passing kids through if oh, parents yeah. took that option. Yep. So our educational system is not uneven. And that's why we can't keep people and get the jobs. So that yeah. plays all into it. Our investments to me need to be in the people, not the politics. Like I said, they what what are the things that they passed? They helped nope, they benefited nobody. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I can I can feel your passion, the empathy coming out. I like that. I admire it, respect it for sure. So what are some of the things that you want to continue to, to do or at least improve upon uh, within your district as, you know, might have already been doing well? Like, what do you want to, you know, kind of expand on? Well, I know you want to touch on, but what right. do you want to expand on? Well, but for me, mm-hmm. I can't say expanding on, because it's hard to yep. pass legislation and work with people, but okay. I would love to be able to work with the other senators in the sense of we think about the future of Mississippi, the real issues, that mm-hmm. we don't focus on the performative politics. Like we think about not just the water treatment for Jackson and water treatment for South Haven and Horn Lake, mm-hmm. but the whole state, how we think about that and how we make it for the little rural areas. Yep. That's why I like uh, Brandon Presley because he, he's from Nettleton. If you look at what he did in that little area of Nettleton where he started off as the mayor and then he was the insurance commissioner and then he got broadband for the rural areas, that makes a difference. Think about the kid that just because I grew up poor. That's mm-hmm. why I, I mean, I was my statistics. I'm supposed to not even be sitting here. OK, and my mother did not have a high school diploma. Mm. My mother got her GED when I was a freshman in college. Mm. OK, 
we lived in a poor, we were poor, we were poor, considered poor. I was a female and I was black. Let's talk about the real issues of how you get into any industry. So okay. me just being able to go to college changed the trajectory of my life. And that right there, it wasn't like uh, the opportunities were opening up. I had to fight for them mm -hmm. and try to get in there and then fight to, to make that. Yep. And then even when I got out of school, my first job in TV news, I made $15,000. I qualified oh. for food stamps. Okay. I knew that because I had done a story. And I was doing the story on this person. Right here I am, this big reporter, right? Yeah. Wearing uh, thrift store clothes. Yeah. And um, the lady was telling me about this. And she's like, yes, and if you make 15, it was in Texas, I worked in Amarillo. And if you make, you qualify. And I was thinking to myself, God, I make 15,000, lady. Yeah. <laughs> but. Okay. So. I know what it feels like to, to be disenfranchised, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're, you have talent and potential, mm -hmm. but nobody's ever given you an opportunity or the resources. Okay. And I, I feel that. I feel mm -hmm. that. I feel that kids that, you know, you shouldn't, the circumstances of your birth should not determine your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we all, and that's just the thing about the hypocrisy that bugs me. Mm -hmm. We all say we're Christian, right? We help, we celebrate Christmas, the little baby Jesus. We said he loved Jesus <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. And Jesus came into the world, this little baby. And Jesus was rejected too, if we really think about it. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And we do the same thing because somebody's not born to a certain title or pedigree. Mm -hmm. Like, I personally hate to hear the word illegitimate because that bugged me when I was a kid. You know, oh, yeah. bastard. Yeah. I had to go through a lot of therapy and a lot of money mm -hmm. to be comfortable in processing that. Yeah. And so I would love to see us invest in uh, mental health care. You know, Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi, absolutely. Mississippi, we need to have, me and you could talk, I promise you, I could talk <laughs> to you to death about the issues Mississippi's facing. Yeah. Mississippi just uh, fought back against mental health care for mm. people that they, they don't address the mental health care because we ain't got nowhere to put them, so we put them in jail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you read the stuff that I read, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I admire your passion, your fight, your hustle, your grind. All of it encompasses everything. And I really like the fact that you wanted to encompass and collaborate with others and not just make it, right. you know, one district, make it about, you know, others and in the state. So I respect the heck out of that. Um, and I wish you all the best. I know, you know, so if you're out there, vote, you know, yes. Miss Pam. Um, McKelvey Hamner. Right. Yep, absolutely. So I wish you all the best and thank you all for listening in, tuning in to another episode and go out there and crush it. Do well. I wish you all the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We would like to thank the following sponsor. Wisdom Integrators. Are you a business owner and is technology getting in the way of your business? If your computers are slow, your website is horrible, or your business needs more efficiency, then it's time to reach out to Aaron Kozort and Wisdom Integrators. Thank you for listening to this episode of South Haven Business Beat. This podcast is brought to you by the South Haven Chamber of Commerce. We know relationships create commerce. Thank you for joining us. Like what you see and hear? Please tell others and subscribe.